Welcome back, everyone, to Point of Sale, the retail supply chain show where we break down great retailers, including their data and the technology that move their supply chains. And we've got a mix of fun stuff today. We're going to go through some news uh, headlines that I thought was really interesting and informative towards where a lot of retailers are moving to and a lot of the investments they're making and some of the unfortunate news that's coming along with the, the retail technology that we're seeing today out there. Uh, but we're going to end it off with a, a cherry on top of that Sunday. Some positive news coming from the co-founder of ShipBob as we dive into how he is helping retailers and their company is helping retailers uh, invest in their own supply chains, make them even more powerful through these times and make sure that a lot of these small and medium-sized uh, retailers are still have the technology to fight against some of those larger retailers as well. Uh, but let's start off with some of this fun news. Uh, one of the best uh, news stories that come out this week, for me personally, as, as a reporter behind it, probably a little bit biased, is Walmart is now partnering with Platform Science. Now, I'm sure you're like, oh, here goes Grace on a Walmart rant quite again. And uh, I have to say, is one of my favorite retailers of of the last couple of years when it comes to investing within their supply chains and how they're moving their goods to their consumers. Uh, we have this huge behemoth out there, Amazon, who's not only providing a lot of the third-party selling platforms that Walmart is providing as well, but uh, they've got the one of the largest logistics companies behind them too. So Walmart's, you know, they're doubling down on that. They want to be as competitive as its biggest uh, competitor out there. And I got a really great opportunity this past week to talk to Scott Donahue. He's actually Walmart's vice president of supply chain product and a entrepreneur himself, co-founder Jake Field, the CTO of Platform Science. Now, for those who don't know, Platform Science is a telematics company. Uh, they also offer a tablet, ELD, pretty much is, is what it is, that connects into um, uh, their trucks in order to provide uh, a number of solutions. It's Imagine it almost the modern day iPad, where you connect it into your, uh, your truck, uh, and you're able to download a number of different applications that would allow you to improve the driver's time, scheduling, uh, warehousing information, connectivity information, uh, real-time visibility products, uh, all of that jazz, and of course, your, your hours of service as well. So uh, recently, uh, Donahue actually got to meet uh, Platform Science at a plug-and-play event. Now, plug-and-play is a venture group that I've brought up in the past. I got an opportunity to, to interview when they just recently raised $25 million for new funds. But Plug and Play is kind of like a recruiter for tech startups. Uh, it's a really interesting type of venture group where they uh, they they basically put on a number of events and uh, help connect large companies like Walmart, uh, Panasonic, C.H. Robinson, uh, or a few other companies that work through them as well. And they help recruit tech startups for the technology solutions that that these big players are missing. Uh, for someone like Walmart, who has so much expertise in retail and how to manage inventory and to manage warehousing, uh, they do have their own private fleet, but 
But coming up with fleet technology is not their their stronghold. So they found Platform Science, a tech startup at the time, started working with them on exactly uh, the type of technology they need inside their trucks. And as of February of this year, they started integrating their Platform Science's technology into their 12,000 trucks within their private fleet. Uh, Actually, it's a very impressive integration period. It only took a couple of months, less than a quarter for them to get all 12,000 trucks integrated into the system. And now they're able to leverage platform sciences tools when it comes to finding way stations um, and and other applications like that um, with their own application, Walmart's and Transit, which they've created in-house that allows them to schedule their drivers, keep them moving and get them home on time. Don, who said that the biggest impact that this has had is actually had on driver retention, uh, keeping drivers happy, making sure that they're home on time and their satisfactory scores skyrocketed up to 80 percent approval of the of the technology and of the job itself. So uh, on top of that, they're, of course, hearing great news from customers as they're on time. Scheduling is is improved. They're picking things up when they should be. And of course, stocks uh, shelves are being stocked uh, at the the rate that they should. So um, I thought that was interesting. It's, it's for me, powerful to see how companies like Walmart are A, finding the technology that's right for their business, but B, partnering with the, the right partners to make sure that they have a long-term solution. Best part about platform science is they add more technology. Walmart gets to, of course, win off of that. And as Walmart continues to uh, add more drivers, add more stops, basically every day they're operating on the platform, platform science gets to uh, leverage all of that data in order to make even better products for the OEMs that they're now working with as well. So uh, platform science, another aftermarket tool that I think we'll see more of within trucks as they grow. but happy to see that Walmart itself is is taking a step towards making sure their drivers have the best technology uh, right in front of them. Other news, Target opens up more sortation centers. Uh, they are normally called distribution centers in most places, places, but Target does call their sortation centers, and they've opened them up in Chicago and Denver. Uh, this is actually part of a $5 billion future investment that they're uh, overall trying to capture. It's going to be adding also four more distribution centers, and they'll have seven more of these sortation centers to come. Well, why is this important? Why build these? Well, I think this really points to the importance of these smaller uh, mini fulfillment centers that we're going to start seeing pop up for retailers all over the United States. And when it comes to that same day, next day delivery, you have to be pretty close to the customer to, pay, to pull that off. Uh, so we're going to start seeing a lot of retailers mimicking a lot of the um, uh, moves that Amazon has made when it comes to distribution centers across the United States. And I think we'll see even more of these smaller centers, these sortation centers for people like Walmart and even Target who are trying to get their footprint all, all across the U.S. as, as fast and as effectively uh, as possible. Uh, and then, you know, last but definitely not least, we got Shopify, who just cut 10% of their workforce. And this is really important. And I want to discuss this with our guests a little bit today. Uh, of course, they, they saw this uh, five-year leap in e-commerce demand throughout the pandemic. All of us saw it. Uh, and what one can do is either double down on that and, and say, hey, I think we're going to continue to see a five-year leap uh, in e-commerce growth over the next 10, 20 so years. 
Unfortunately, I think because of where the economy is, uh, that's not happening. And Shopify, I believe that themselves, apologized for the overbet in a way uh, within that release of employees, which was honorable. Uh, and they cut mostly spots of recruiting, support, sales, and uh, special overspe- over-specialized um, type of jobs, including duplicate roles as well. So uh, I think you're starting to see a, a lead it into a de- decrease in investment into these technologies. And now most are trying to tighten up operations and strengthen themselves for the future. And I think why not talk with someone who's doing much of the same thing? And that's why we have with us today, Drew Sexina, the co-founder of ShipBob. Uh, it's a global omni-fulfillment solution. Uh, so we'll get an idea of what's exactly happening across the globe. Drew, how are you doing today? Oh, hold on one second. Can't hear you. Can you, can you hear me now? There we go. <laughs> how are you doing today? It's been a, a, a week or so since we had you on the radio show, but happy to have you here. Absolutely. No, thank you for having me again. Yeah, excited for our conversation. Me too. And I think uh, you have a really good idea of what's happening across the globe when we look at retailers and e-commerce. But first, what is ShipBob? Can you introduce yourself a little bit more and and tell our audience exactly what ShipBob solutions uh, are doing for your customers? Yeah, absolutely. So at ShipBob, we help uh, businesses of all size and scale get access to best-in-class logistics. And so what that means is, you know, as an e-commerce retailer, you have your own website. Maybe you're also selling on Walmart, Target, Macy's, et cetera. And you need fulfillment centers to be able to ship your products, uh, ship your orders from any of those sales channels that you get orders on. And that's where ShipBob comes in. We help merchants get access to this global network of fulfillment centers such that they can provide to their shoppers, to their customers access to an affordable two-day shipping while continuing to represent their brand through customized boxes, custom branded poly mailers, et cetera. So it's really like, think of us as Amazon fulfillment, but for everyone else who's not on amazon.com. Perfect. I think that's uh, a perfect uh, summary of exactly what you guys do. And uh, so recently, Drew, I've seen a number of large retailers are are having trouble with uh, historically large amounts of inventory. We've seen it in earnings calls recently and I've heard it in re- earnings calls. Um, have you seen these same trends as well, especially is the same, same thing happening to small, medium sized businesses? And how are you working with your customers to maybe get around that? Yeah, uh, for sure. Great question. So, you know, it depends on sort of the industry vertical that these retailers or these brands are in. So we are seeing some brands who are continuing to do really well. And then there are some brands in their particular category, maybe outdoor, uh, you know, uh, health and beauty wellness categories. Maybe their, their sales are not growing as quickly as they might have forecasted at the beginning of the year. So we are seeing inventory numbers uh, go up in our fulfillment centers, which means uh, for for these brands, their inventory holding costs uh, at ShipBob locations is going up. And so for us to um, sort of help them out over there, we are looking at these long-term storage options where merchants can move inventory from one of our active fulfillment centers to more of a holding or a warehousing solution, which comes at a much discounted warehousing uh, price point. So at least from our perspective, that's how we are helping merchants solve their inventory challenges by moving their inventory if it's not moving to a low cost option. We don't control the brand's pricing. 
So we are not able to, you know, of course, brands can make decisions whether they want to discount products on their website to help it move faster. Uh, so that's one a way mm. that we are doing it. And sorry, I'll, I'll maybe say one more thing. And the second piece is, you know, because we have uh, access to all of the inventory or all of the SKU information inside our network of fulfillment centers for a particular brand, another way that we are helping brands is by helping them take that information and then make forecasts based on sales velocity and how much inventory, how many days on hand inventory they have to help them decide what should be the right reorder point or what should be the right minimum order quantity that they should order from the manufacturer. So using data and analytics to help these businesses who are generally not from a supply chain background make better supply chain decisions, that's another way. Yeah, I was just going to ask... Especially for the small and medium-sized businesses, do you feel like they're struggling maybe a little bit more with this than larger retailers? Because yeah, you're right, larger retailers can just slash that, slash those uh, prices down, and, and usually get that out quickly. Uh, but it sounds like a lot of these solutions are probably a lot of what your small to medium-sized customers are, are asking for a little bit more. Yes, for sure. Well, I think. There's pros and cons uh, for for in this environment for these small business retailers. So the advantage of being a small business retailer in this environment is you're just way more agile and you don't have these massive inventory uh, that you've ordered from your manufacturer because you always try to you know minimize your capital outlay towards manufacturing, uh, and so you generally work with smaller order smaller uh, inventory quantities. And so this means if the demand for any of your SKUs is going down, you're not left with a one year's worth of product. You just, you know, maybe are out maybe two or three months uh, worth of cash uh, tied up to that inventory. So you're a lot more responsive and agile. You can pivot a lot faster than some of the bigger retailers. The second piece that uh, uh, which hurts businesses is the rising cost of acquisition as, uh, you know, is just skyrocketed, especially if you were advertising and finding customers on, you know, Facebook, social media, etc. There, uh, you know, these small businesses face a much higher, uh, you know, sort of a problem because they don't have infinite marketing budget uh, compared to larger retailers. There, Shibab is taking a different approach. We are helping brands sell globally uh, because uh, global international markets still have a much lower cost of acquisition. So we can help take their inventory from the U.S. to global locations for them to sort of, you know, take advantage of the global supply chain, a uh, global uh, inventory locations that Shibab has. Yeah, I guess you're right. I didn't really think about that. They are a little bit more agile in their business model and what they can do uh, being smaller. So that, that definitely makes sense. You know, you, you are a technology company, technology solutions for retailers. And of course, sometimes during these economic times, there's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, some companies might hold off on technology investments. But why do you think it's important for especially e-commerce merchants to continue to invest in in 3PLs or some technologies during these times to, to help them through? Yes. Well, because I guess access to a better supply chain solution helps bring down your overall operating costs, which then helps you take those savings and then deploy them back into sales and marketing to grow your business or, you know, retain them as profits for your business. So if you in supply chain, the beauty is like you can constantly optimize and shave off dollars and cents, which then, you know, add back to your business. And so in this environment where all businesses are trying to be very capital conscious, supply chain is one category where if you invest in the right partners, you can actually 
change, completely change the cost basis of your company, which, you know, in this environment, that seems like a pretty important thing to do. And, and so maybe supply chain software or supply chain innovation is not like a nice to have. It becomes a must have because it actually shows up in your PL pretty quickly. Yeah. Oh, really, really interesting point. And I guess for you, do you have any uh, like statistics that companies that use ShipBob, right, on on how um, how the improvements within their supply chain and how much quicker or maybe gains of of customers that they have uh, when they invest in ShipBob? Totally. Yeah, I'll give you more of a tangible answer uh, for merchants who join ShipBob. So most merchants where you know they're shipping out of their own warehouse or their own you know let's say if they're much on the smaller and maybe they have their own garage or something and so when you're shipping to the entire US from one single location and let's say your one single warehouse uh, happens to be I'm in Chicago so let's pick Chicago so you're shipping to both of those coasts uh, New York and California from a Chicago location which happens to be in the shipping world like a zone 7 zone 8 shipping where you have to pay a large amount of transportation fees to the UPSs and the FedExes of the world. Um, and so when you compare it to using a company like ShipBob, we help distribute your inventory across the network. So now instead of shipping all of your coastal orders from uh, from Chicago, you're shipping your California orders from a California location. You may be shipping out your New York, New Jersey orders from a Pennsylvania location. You may be shipping only your Midwest orders from a Chicago location. So this way, you can completely change the transportation cost for your business because these packages, instead of being a zone 7 and zone 8, they're more like a zone 1 or zone 3 shipping. And a zone 1 to zone 4 shipping might be closer to like $5 versus a zone 7, zone 8 might be closer to a $15 to a $20. So this there's a massive cost arbitrage that you can take when you start working with a technology provider, which has a network of fulfillment locations across the entire country, which is actually no different from how Amazon Prime works, except Amazon Prime is only for Amazon.com. And so, you know, your ability to uh, to take advantage of a company like ours uh, to reduce your costs, I think they made a very tangible way for merchants to invest in, in this, especially in this environment. Definitely. And, and on that note, if you were... If you were a merchant yourself during these times, uh, large or small media, which, whichever, uh, what type of, of reporting and analysis would you be looking at most closely? And 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 especially for maybe even the smaller businesses, what are you most concerned with to make sure that you come out the other side of, of this possible recession stronger than you were before? Yeah, uh, for sure. I guess if I break it down on the on the demand side, uh, as a you may be looking at your top line, uh, uh, your revenue growth or your GMV growth or net sales, whatever you might call it, and 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 pair it with your cost of acquisition, which is how much dollars am I spending to acquire that growth? And and at some point, you know, it, the math needs to add up. Where if you are spending ten dollars to acquire a customer, that that customer then is hopefully generating. We know way more than ten dollars worth of sales, so that's called like a lifetime value of a customer, uh, because you hope that the customer will repeatedly come back to the website, buy more products, etc. So looking at you know sort of at what is the cost that you are that you're incurring to acquire this growth, um, I think that's one important metric. So that's on the demand side, and then the second piece where where Shibab definitely plays a big part is on the uh, supply side which is, hey, what is the fulfillment cost uh, uh, and uh, the customer experience? 
that I incur as a brand in actually delivering this physical product to the customer? And how can I take advantage of this uh, growing network that ShipBob has to reduce my overall transportation costs uh, through ShipBob's network inventory? And two, what capabilities can I use at ShipBob to help deliver a delightful customer experience so that this customer becomes from a one-time transaction customer to a repeated loyal customer? And one of the ways that merchants do that is through, you know, having branded boxes, branded poly mailers, customized packing slips, really creating a delightful unboxing experience for the customer. And, and that should translate into repeated sales from that same customer, increasing their lifetime value. I think that might be another one. And the third one is maybe more on going back to the demand side is what are the different channels that I am selling my products on? And are there channels that I've traditionally shied away from? Maybe that's retail. Uh, maybe that's getting into wholesale through, you know, dropship through Macy's, Target. Like, are, are those relationships there that now I can extend the number of channels that, my, that I sell on outside of just being my own website? It could also mean selling into marketplaces like Amazon, Walmart, etc. Awesome. Yeah. All agile moves, right? That uh, they can quickly make, uh, especially being a partner with ShipBob. And I guess for you, what is, what is on ShipBob's horizon? Are you, is there any integrations, any new tools that you're excited to dive, dive into and offer to your clients? Yeah, uh, absolutely. The one which is, you know, which we are seeing a lot of momentum in, which actually makes sense in this macro environment, is our new Merchant Plus offering. And so a lot of these retailers that we talk to, they say, well, I love the ShipBob network of uh, fulfillment centers, but I also have a three-year, five-year lease on my own warehouse. And I have all of these warehouse uh, fulfillment center associates that I, that I simply can't you know, lose uh, in this environment. And so uh, through our Merchant Plus offering, as a merchant, you can continue to run your own building using ShipBob software, using ShipBob's warehouse management system. You can take advantage of ShipBob's network of transportation carriers, local and national carriers like FedEx, UPS, USPS, local carriers, which only operate in your particular area, and yet outsource a part of your fulfillment center to the rest of ShipBob's network and have access to all of the data, all of the insights that you would have gathered if you were only using ShipBob. So effectively, you can bring your own fulfillment center onto the ShipBob network and take advantage of all of the tools and the warehouse operating system that ShipBob has built for its own fulfillment centers uh, and continue to run your own building. So I think that offering a sort of a hybrid model, which is not fully outsourced, but you're not only using your own fulfillment center. I think that that is a very powerful offering for merchants who might be, you know, not quite fully there on outsourcing their fulfillment. Awesome. Well, a lot of work ahead of you then, for sure. And uh, uh, to wrap up this episode, I whenever I have a new guest like yourself on this show, I like to play a quick game called What Kind of Consumer Are You? that dives into kind of like these pre- and post-pandemic trends that we've seen from individuals. And um, being, if you're in Chicago now, this one's even more interesting. Uh, one of, my first question to you is, uh, do you still grocery shop in the store or are you using an app for home delivery of your groceries? Yeah, no, we are doing an Instacart. We are definitely not yes. doing a whole lot of in-person <laughs> grocery shopping. Yeah, I figured so. Yeah, that's the city that you're just, it's, if the app's there, you're going to use it for sure. Yeah. That's, uh, we, uh, here's another. Go ahead. No. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> no, literally, though, we have our Whole Foods and a Mariano's, maybe not a few blocks over, but still we are on Instacart. <laughs> 
I love it. Uh, Here's an interesting one. Uh, Do you still go to the movie theaters? And what was the last movie that you saw, if you you are? Yeah, no, uh, we didn't go to movie theater for a very long time. But uh, over the last month or so, we did. So, of course, I guess all of your listeners might be seeing the Top Gun, uh, you know, uh, movies. So that's the one, the last (laughs) Maverick. uh, That's the one we saw last. It's a it's awesome. an amazing movie. Classic. Everyone should watch it. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I actually just saw Nope yesterday and um, that Crawdads movie this weekend too. So I'm I'm getting back into it as well. It's slowly and surely. Uh, well, hey Drew, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. We'll have you back on soon to talk about your growth and, and exactly where uh, technology is sitting in the e-commerce uh, network as well. But other than that, uh, we'll have you on soon. And thanks so much for stopping by. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me again. Look forward to the next one. Love it. And for all of our listeners, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure you go to FrightWaves.com and subscribe to our newsletter as well. And go check out my weekly show or daily show, sorry, on SiriusXM every single day, Monday through Friday from 5 to 7 p.m. on the Road Dog Trucking Channel 146. Give us a call too. We love having callers in as well. Other than that, enjoy your day and I'll see you guys next week. Thank <laughs> you.